This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Vile Dawn podcast for Thursday, June 4th. S&P futures are trading off about 12 points. That is about 40 basis points. Europe is off about 50 basis points for the major indices. Asia finished higher for the most part, although there were a few um, pockets of mild weakness, generally relatively quiet for the most part. You are seeing a slight pullback, but in the context of the recent gains, it's very, very minor. Europe in particular is still up about 5 plus percent week to date, depending on what index you are looking at. Um, so as far as news today, there's not much to really talk about. No big eco- economic numbers, no major central bank headlines, although we are coming up on, uh, obviously, this uh, major ECB decision. You will get the press release at 745 and then the press conference at 830. ECB is widely expected to expand this PEPP by half a trillion euros. Um, you know, Again, I think it's widely, widely baked into the market. At this point, wouldn't shock me if you saw kind of a, a sell the news type reaction to it. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into the immediate price action when those headlines cross the tape. Um, other than those two items, like I said, there's not too much to talk about on the stimulus front. Germany came out right after the U.S. closed yesterday. The government coalition agreed on this incremental stimulus bill. It's worth about 130 billion euros. Um, that is a little bit higher than the numbers that have been talked about in the press over the last few days, but still relatively small um, in context of the, of the size of the German economy. You are seeing some weakness in Eurozone autos this morning. So that stimulus bill was expected to include auto stimulus broadly. It only included stimulus for electronic vehicles. So in traditional internal combustion engine autos did not receive any aid. So you are seeing autos in Europe pull back a little bit. But again, the European auto index, the SXAP index on Bloomberg is still up about 8% week to date. So just to put this morning's weakness into context, the Senate last night passed a bill that would make the PPP loans a little bit more flexible. This was widely expected to occur. Shouldn't be um, you know, a major surprise to the market. May be helpful for um, you know, companies such as restaurants, which had been advocating for changes just given the nature of, of their businesses um, versus others. But it's really designed mostly for kind of private companies. So it shouldn't have much bearing on, um, you know, public companies in the market. The bigger issue is, again, the upcoming fiscal cliff in the U.S., where you have the one-time stimulus checks are being spent down and you have the federal unemployment benefits that are set to expire at the end of July. Congress is widely expected to pass a fifth stimulus bill. It's just a question of kind of size. So, um, you know, you are hearing a lot of rumblings out of Republicans and even some Democrats um, paying more attention to deficits, et cetera. Um, You know, I think that you are going to see another bill. It's probably going to be about a trillion dollars or so. um, And it'll probably include some benefits to address uh, that fiscal cliff, but they won't be anywhere near the size of what came out of the CARES Act. Um, And I just think that right now, you know, the market is is conflating that enormous stimulus that came out of the CARES Act that is helping um, to kind of fill the gap that occurred from you know the enormous destruction of economic activity and employment right now, um, but like I said, you are going to see a lot of that assistance run off, and the economic ramifications of the COVID crisis are going to be severe. Um, it's not something that is just going to heal immediately. Um, the other big topic overnight was just on the upcoming U.S. election. This is not receiving a lot of fo- focus in the market. 
Um, you know, we still are several months away from it, but you know, you have an overwhelming amount of polling data pointing to um, you know a consistent lead for Biden, both nationally and in critical states. There was another big article in the New York Times out this morning just citing polling internal to the Trump administration, um, the Trump campaign that conducts its own polling, as well as the public third-party polling that we see every day. Um, you know, just pointing to a very bleak landscape for Trump. Now, obviously, this can turn around very quickly if the economy continues along its present track, if you see stocks continue along their present track, um, if you see protests calm, calm down, um, obviously, those would all help Trump. But at the moment, Biden is performing very well, much uh, well above the margin of error and well ahead of where Clinton was in 2016. And so um, that does not seem to be a topic that the market is paying uh, a ton of attention to. On the protests, they were calm again for another night relative to what they had been a few days ago. Um, you know, again, I don't think the market has really paid much attention to that topic. It hasn't really been very disruptive for trading. So I don't necessarily think it's going to the fact that they are, um, you know, perhaps becoming more peaceful and 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 uh, dying down a little bit in terms of their momentum shouldn't necessarily be a huge positive one way or the other. COVID case figures in the prior hotspots continue to trend in the right direction. So in, in the New York City tri-state area, California, and then in Europe, you are seeing the case numbers descend from their peak still, and, and it's obviously positive, but you are still seeing um, surging figures elsewhere. So Latin America in particular continues to um, you know, set records essentially on most days as far as incremental cases. And India, again, is also still seeing um, you know, a spike in numbers as well. So on a global basis, the numbers aren't necessarily really um, you know, dramatically falling from their apex. You're still seeing increases in those other countries, just not necessarily areas where the market is um, paying much attention to. On the company-specific front, you didn't have really any major updates out of the U.S. last night, a couple of smaller earnings reports. Um, a, a, few num- a few reports in Europe today, uh, Remy Cointroy, the, the, uh, the liquor company, had earnings out. That stock is the top performer in Europe. Um, they tweaked higher their prior guidance for the June quarter. Um, you know, again, still steep year in your declines, but a little bit better than feared. Adidas and Daimler are both talking up business trends in China, just talking about how things are rebounding a little bit faster than anticipated. So Adidas is rallying in Europe as well. For the session today, like I said before, the ECB will obviously be a big macro event. You do have U.S. Job, jobless claims. So this will be the last labor data point we see before the official U.S. government jobs report tomorrow. The ADP number on Wednesday was much better than expected. You had, the loss was much uh, much better than feared. You aren't necessarily seeing estimates shift dramatically for Friday's government release. Um, you know, economists are are pointing out to some differences in the methodologies between the two surveys. Um, you know, I think needless to say, whispers for tomorrow are definitely a little bit higher than where the street print is right now. I'll have a, a preview out on that a little bit later today. Um, and then you have a couple of earnings reports out after the close today, including Avago, Gap, um, and Slack. So work, ticker work. Um, so those are, that's kind of the big rundown for today. Like I said, very mild weakness. Um, I think, you know, in the, in, given the recent gains, it's not much to really talk about. I, I continue to insist, though, that this market is, is well ahead of where it should be fundamentally. Um, you know, the tape is on autopilot right now. It gets on autopilot for a period of time and picks up momentum um, you know, we've seen this before. We saw it in February where the market rallied um, despite the surging coronavirus crisis throughout China um, and essentially peaked on the same day that it, the crisis peaked in China. So this market um, can be very myopic at times and can look um, only a couple of inches ahead of itself at times. 
Um, but I continue to just think that fundamentally it is well ahead of where it should be. You know, you're talking about a P now that is higher than it was in January and February. Um, again, January and February, you were just coming off the phase one deal. There was no coronavirus risk in the market. It looked like 2020 would be a very strong year for growth and earnings and capital return. It looked like Trump was heading for a very easy election. I think at this point in time, now you're paying a higher multiple, um, and obviously, 2020 will be an awful year for growth. 2021 is still uncertain, despite, I think, some of the kind of V-shaped rebound hopes that appear to be in the market. Um, capital return numbers are decimated. They won't hit their 2019 peak for some time. The U.S.-China relationship continues to fray. There was another headline out overnight about how, again, China is not wholesale cutting off the phase one purchases, but they seem to be tweaking at the margin a little bit just to kind of send a message to Washington that this is a lever they could pull should tensions escalate further. Um, but needless to say, the relationship is much worse than it was in January, February. And I think the the election is also, you know, I think Trump's prospects right now, um, you have to assume that he is on track to lose. Again, there's a lot of time between now and then, but the landscape is just much worse than it was in January, February, and you're paying a higher multiple. So, um, you know, I continue to insist that your risks are, are, skewed to the downside is dramatically so at these levels, given the recent rally. Uh, so that is everything for today. A lot more news out, um, which I have everything in the, today's piece. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening.